Well, hello and welcome to Watch What Crappings, the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on Ye All Bravs. I am Ronnie Carom, and joining me today is the handsome, wonderful, delightful treat of a man, Ben Mandelker. Hello, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing so well. I feel so comfortable as I sit here in my beautiful LuLaRoe leggings. Mm. Oh, yes. A little hamburger coming at your vagina. Gine. <laughs> I'm lying. I'm just in some generic gym shorts, everyone. Everybody, thank you for being here on Watch What Crappens. Today, we're doing a crazy new kind of thing. It's called Lula Rich. Okay? Yeah. It's a show. It's a documentary out on Amazon. Wait, is it on Amazon? It's on Am- Amazon oh, Prime. God, my stupid Amazon turned on. You may have heard Stop of it. Stop listening to me. Yeah, not a Bravo show, but it's it feels very Bravo adjacent. Lula Rich. It's a documentary about Lula Rowe. You okay? Amazon. Stop talking. <laughs> Was that Deanne? Was that Deanne talking to you? <laughs> she's giving me some lecture now. I don't know what I said to her to get that going, but that was a full-on monologue from her. <laughs> So, yeah, Lula Rich is a documentary about Lula Rowe, which uh, I had actually never heard of, Ronnie. I Somehow my life had never intersected with Lula Rowe. I didn't know anyone who was hawking Lula Rowe, or at least if they were, I didn't see it. Did you know anyone uh, doing the Lula Rowe thing? I didn't know anybody hawking actual Lula Rowe. I've known a lot of MLM people. Um, I have heard of Lula Rowe. Lula Rowe is one of those things I would see all the time on Facebook from friends of friends posting stuff, and I would just think white people, you know. And I am, <laughs> I am, I am a white person. You know, I'm a half a white person, but I still just look at that and think, you know, there are certain. It's like tigers. You know, tigers might be hanging out just in the field and then just watch another tiger eat a squirrel, and they're like, oh god, tigers, right? Am I right? I mean, aren't we something? <laughs> And that's how I feel. Yeah, I, I had never even heard of this. But, I mean, that is classic me to just have a complete blind side to something that major that's happening. Um, but this documentary on Amazon Prime that we're going to be recapping, we're recapping the first episode of it. It's a four-episode documentary. Um, is about LuLaRoe, this legging and legging company, or I guess maxi dresses too. Um, ML, it's an MLM and apparently there's some scandal that I don't, I, so I don't know what happens. I don't know what happened with LuLaRoe. I didn't do any research, so I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited for the journey. Um, and, uh, and, and that's what this, and you know what, by, by the way, Ronnie, it's so nice to have a true crime documentary that's about leggings at last. Like finally we get leggings. I, I was, I'm so sick of actual murder. Let's have something that's like comfy around the legs. Yeah, it's dark out there. The true, true crime. God, I'm like up to my neck in it. I love true crime. And I'm listening to a podcast right now. Well, it's called Suspect. I was going to say Serial, but no, I started listening to that. And it's like uh, not about murder, I don't think. But this one, um, this one, Suspect, is a murder case. And then there's like some real life murder stuff. That guy who now it looks like he killed his wife and son. And then hired another guy to come by and kill him so that his innocent son could get $10 million in life insurance. The Murdos. Have you been following them? I have not, but... um, That's like some North Carolina shit. That's like some Southern Charm or some Southern Charm shit, basically, where it's like this, you know, well-to-do family that was powerful. And you better not mess with the Murdos. And they all kind of look like, you know, weird... uh, 
Norman Rockwell faces like they've got like that kind of whiteness and mm. um you know so i've been up to my ears in that and then there's another one where i got a girl who lived the van life went off with her boyfriend and then he came back without her so now they're trying to that's figure happened. out if he killed her i mean it's just so much that's, darkness. yeah that's ripped out of today's headlines this the van life girl is missing that everyone and then there was the hollywood actress that was missing but i think she was found okay i don't know what actually happened to her but the point is this in a so world of full of abductions and murders and crimes and uh People like Tom Girardi stealing money from burn victims and and orf- widows and orphans. It's nice to have something that just focuses on leggings, you know? Yes, it really is. It's nice to see somebody profit off widows and orphans for once, rather than <laughs> rob them, okay? It's, it's like just, giving widows yeah. and orphans a chance to sell some leggings or bring some profit to them, I guess I should say. But also make yeah, profit off nice- of them, because that's Lou the Rose, a big circle of profit. Yeah, a highly patterned circle of profits in the form of a maxi dress and some leggings now i think that these this couple so their name is their names are deanne and mark okay Mm -hmm. and they are very texasy even though she's from florida right no she's from california she's from she's yeah she's from yeah she was raised in like pasadena he was i think from uh was he from Utah? There's like a whole lot of California, Utah, Arizona, Nevada overlap with this couple. Like there's a lot of stuff that happens in those four states, which really she, tracks. She looks like a younger Paula Dean to me. She's got just that kind of just jolly happiness mm. about her where yeah. she's just overly happy, which, you, you know, that means you're evil. Okay, overly yeah. happy people. There's something wrong with them. And they do that thing where they're always holding each other's hands too tight. And they're just mm-hmm. so positive in every answer they LuLaRoe was you know what made us happy about LuLaRoe was giving people a chance. You know who we want to give a chance to? Moms. Lonely moms. They're just Yeah, that's the vibe. She's definitely to me reads like a character that Angelian might have played in the eighties, you know? <laughs> well, no, 80s is when Angelian was still like, va va voom, Angelian. Mm, so maybe, maybe like 90s. later, yeah, maybe later Angelian for sure. Yeah, <laughs> a late era Angelian character, yes. <laughs> right. So Deanne is just the, the woman who wants to fluff the rug tassels. Like, that's how it starts is we yeah. see like some good home goods furniture just sitting in the middle of a room. And then we hear the couple talking off screen with the production company because this is another one of those production companies that has tricked the fuckers into thinking that they're basically getting a digital pamphlet made of their lives and this is gonna help LuLaRoe so much and then they end up making like a documentary about what monsters they are (laughs) and tricks them but right now they're really excited with production the the new thing you know you're in for a terrible edit when um production shows random moments of you before they're really rolling they're rolling but they're not really asking the questions yet so any documentary that you see these days the moment you see the subject um, like scratching their neck or asking for a coffee or like um, asking for them to turn the air down a little bit, you're like, oh, you're going to be the villain, aren't you? Because they always, they always show these random like very real uh, moments of someone sitting in a chair waiting to be questioned. And when they do that, it's like that person is going to get just like dragged through the mud. And that's what happened. Yes. We got tassel, tassel fixing. Tassel fixing. So they come sit down in the chairs and Deanne takes Mark's hand very hard like you can tell like she's squeezing it and they're smiling at us with really creepy salespeople smiles the the people that just will not leave you off the showroom 
you know, mm-hmm. leave you, let you get off that showroom floor. And they're very creepy 700 Club people. And I'm yeah. like just afraid they're going to steal my Meemaw's money on late night TV and tell her that gay marriage is equivalent to people marrying goats. I mean, they're just that kind of couple. Yeah. They're basically what um, D. Simmons would have wound up as if she'd taken like one or two different business decisions, you know? Well, actually, so, D, you know, D. Simmons was on the 700 Club. That's how she yep. sold her product. Yeah. I mean, D. Simmons, if, if I don't know if, if her stuff was an MLM or not, but like, if, she, like, I feel like she would be the one MLM that would just really just kill it. Like, she would not allow it to fail. I think that, like, even if the Fed, if, if there were like a scam, and the feds came for her. She would just basically scare the feds away. Like, I told you, you do not come up in here into hard, not good morning unless you are invited, sir. Good day to you. And just slams the door. <laughs> um, I'm looking it up to see if it was an MLM. I'm not seeing anything saying that it was. Because <laughs> now well, we tried to, to make it an MLM, but unfortunately, Deandra didn't have enough charisma to attract other people to her next level. You know, we wanted to have multi-level marketing, but Deandra height stairs so she wanted one level <laughs> and that's just how it went we're in, we we had more of a rancher style company <laughs> it was supposed to be a pyramid scheme but it turns out that deandra just never made it to egypt so we just sort of had to stick it in one office building um so that's not true, mother i love to travel the world mother mm-hmm. i've been all over i've eaten crickets in every goddamn country mother <laughs> <laughs> so um we start with their story they we they we get some background on them and it's intercut with news stories and an old guy who will probably take over apple that's kind of the i didn't catch his name did you ben the guy who's like against them oh yeah i wrote his name down as guy i got they didn't guy. Give his name i wrote old on. guy I wrote old yeah. guy. He I, is like, like a Tim a, Cook type from Apple, you know? Like, he's yes. not he's not Steve Jobs. He's just that guy. And you're like, well, why is he mad today? And he's like, I'm not mad. I have a new phone. And wait, it gets even better. Yeah. he. Uh, well, I was just going to say that he later on is revealed to be an MLM expert, I believe. Oh, God. See, my, my early notes in the in the documentary are very vague because I didn't know who anyone was. So everything was like, guy, girl. I wrote down something. Mom. I had achieved the dream. I almost felt like a real housewife. Other mom, my department alone was bringing in more than a million a day, easily. Yeah, that's that's what it was, and that's recapping these shows. You know, there's so much, there's so many people, and there's so much going on. So basically, we're getting a lot of news stories about Lou LaRoe, like they sell clothes to independent retailers. Then we learn kind of how MLMs work, but in this case, it started with her buying cheap things and selling them more expensively which is you know basic commerce yeah there's a lot of stuff going on we see um a woman saying that she sold breast milk to afford the startup cost for it and then um fucks in your breast milk okay because we find out that it costs it costs like five grand to even start with them and she's saying they're like people are selling their breast milk what is in the breast milk that it's selling so high there are a lot of kinky people out there okay so and then here here's like this is funny um I wrote down, Beard, I'm not qualified to run the marketing department of a million-dollar company, let alone a billion-dollar company. And then I go, Round Guy, things are going to get strange. <laughs> okay, so Beard is one of their son-in-laws? No, uh, he's... Uh, nephew. He winds nephew. Up, we, we wind up meeting him later. He is a nephew. Round and Guy, he's... I still don't know who Round Guy is. Round Guy. Okay, that's a guy who comes in later and I think still hates Kelly Clarkson because he was traumatized because she performed for one of their events. And that's just from a comment I read online. He's a guy who looks like the critic, 
that John Lovitz plays yes, in that cartoon. Yes. Yes. He's an odd fellow. Um, so, yeah, people are selling their breast milk, and we're finding out that this is huge. And um, we see private planes and, like, white people having disco parties on the plane. And the round guy – or, no, the beard guy that you're talking about is just, like, <laughs> dancing really awkwardly in all of these party scenes. It's yeah, he's that, that yeah. weird guy standing in the middle of the floor, swaying back and forth, just raising one arm. Yeah, you know he plays a lot of uh, Smash Mouth in his free time, right? <laughs> a lot of all-star. Somebody mm. wants to... Like, every time a commercial for Shrek comes on, he's like, yes, yes, yeah. play the song. Then we meet Roberta Blevins, who's one of the moms uh, yep. who sells this stuff. And she's like, well, Deanne says, I got the weight loss surgery, so if you're interested, just let me know and I can hook you up. And I'm not sure if we're supposed to really like Deanne for this, or if we're supposed to hate her for this. But another lady is like, yeah, she said, my sister will drive you down to Tijuana and you can get the surgery and then you can fly home, which is like yeah. half a favor, right? Like we'll fly you there and then once you're in pain, you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, then we'll fly you back. And then we're hearing that something else was going on and we see people complaining about the leggings on social media that they like rip and fall apart. And then we see actually Samantha B of all people making fun of the leggings on her show because there's like there's clearly no thought about where these patterns kind of land on the leggings so there's one that looks like a penis that's coming out of the vagina one that looks like a like a like a bug going into the cooch and then looks like a bee is crawling up your cooch yeah and then there's one that's a hamburger but the hamburger looks like a vagina on the vagina and then i think it was roberta herself who's like the leggings were wet and stinky and ruining the whole house yeah she said the whole house smelled like dead fart leggings yeah, <laughs> and then we see one of the guys who apparently worked for them in a vi in a training video going. I hear my inventory is stale. No, you're stale. I was like, that was. Ooh. I think that was Mark who was yelling that. Mark oh was yelling goodness. that at someone. Yeah. So then Roberta is like, you know, I at one point I looked around at all these ladies were all wearing the same thing. We all look just alike, and I thought, uh oh. I'm in a cult. And then we hear Mark come back in with, your numbers aren't down. You're down. <laughs> He's like the Leon Locken of MLMs, right? <laughs> so then we see there's like mass delusion and dozens of lawsuits against LuLaRoe. And is it a pyramid scheme? And then we see someone crying because her family's in debt. And, um, and, then a, <laughs> and then we see a guy, some like kind of a corporate wonk who's clearly part of the organization goes, yeah, so we need to get away from being a pyramid scheme. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, which is always good advice. Always, and good then we see advice. one of these like victim people who's just sobbing on. You know, I just feel like every story like this has this person who's like, oh, I feel like I failed my family. I put my family in debt. Yes, am, are, am I supposed to tell you no? No, you didn't. Yes, you did, ma'am. Keep crying. Keep the camera on her. Her pain feels it's, delicious. It's called an MLM. Okay, you fell for it. Um, and then we see a we see a video from a deposition and Deanne, someone's asking a prosecutor probably is asking Deanne, you're the president, right? And she goes, well, they say I am. <laughs> well, and you're also the co-CEO. She goes, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I haven't even watched this. We haven't even gotten into this. 
And I already know you're full of shit. Yes. And I'm already hooked, young Paula Dean. Okay. I'm watching yes. you. Um, so yeah, they a lot of this deposition is intercut throughout the video. And it's funny because they come in both really defensive, but also acting really stupid. <laughs> Whatever they're in trouble for, we don't know yet. But she's just acting dumb. And Mark is like, I'm in a suit and I'm angry. And so he yeah. gets really angry and answers things very slowly. Like that's his that's how he gets out his anger. He's like, I will. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do while I answer this question? I'm going to put on one of those giant paper clips onto a piece of paper very slowly. And you can wait. <laughs> like, ooh, Mark. So then we wind up, we sort of like land in Corona, California, where the, uh, where the, where the, uh, the headquarters are. Now, Corona, California, I have very limited experience with it, but I just know like whatever experiences I've had with it have not been wonderful. It's sort of not the best place. So it's like, of course they're in Corona. Like that just really matches perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I have no Corona shade here. Um, Cause I don't know, but it looks like a bunch of beautiful Hills and a lot of warehouses. That's all we know of it so far. So Mark, Mark, you, you know who Mark is. Cause we, he's already been described as someone who leads by reading from the book of Mormon, which is terrifying. Mm -hmm. And not just because it's Mormonism, but because any religion, like get that the fuck out of my office. Thanks. Um, yeah. cause Jesus gave shit away for free. Like there's no profit in that. You know what I mean? So Mark is like, uh, you know, one of the ancient stoic philosophers, <laughs> whatever his name is, someone came in and said, someone is talking bad about you. And he said, well, they must not know about me because, well, they failed to list all my flaws. And so that's my approach to this whole thing. We're storytellers. And that's how the business grew. We told stories. And it's nice to have someone here interested in the whole story. So thank you for being here. And Deanne says... Every day, I'm astounded and full of gratitude for what this business became. A business that makes leggings with butterflies on the cooch. I'm just thankful. I cannot wait. So we get their story. The early yeah. 70s. She was raising seven kids going through divorce. What? Seven kids going <laughs> through divorce? What the hell? I need a backup to the backup. Yeah, she has seven kids and she's like, I'm going, you know, I'm going to buy the cheapest hamburger and a handful of fries and we're just going to split them up. I hated that. I just hated that. And one day I was waiting for an airplane ticket on standby and I got the last seat and I happened to sit next to Mark and he was just so funny and happy and positive and actually had a job. So we just clicked. And before I even said a word to her. There was something powerful there. It's like, what says powerful? It's like some lady like running onto the plane in the standby seat. He's like, power. You know what I saw? <laughs> A powerful woman in that middle seat. The way she ordered that Virgin Mary mix. Wow, power. <laughs> so they have 90,000 children and grandchildren. Like, yes. they start listing the kids' names. And it's like a clown car. I mean, this is this is too much, people. This is what I talk about when I say stop littering the world with yourself. Okay? You want to litter? Go throw some Coke cans on the street. Okay? Don't don't drop your DNA everywhere. I'd rather sweep up the Diet Coke can. This is too much. Well, to be fair, they did litter the world with their with their children, but they also collected other people's litter because they have like 14 kids 
and she already had seven and then he had a bunch and then she, then they adopted three kids from Romania and then all those kids themselves spawned and had a million children and then on top of that Deanne kept on adopting so then she met two brothers and adopted them and then she met someone named Anna and adopted her and then Anna then casually married one of the other brothers so so two of the kids are actually married but no blood relation just creepiness relation. <laughs> yeah so i got 14 kids and two of them are married but they're not blood related i mean it's a good story and then i never never understood why flowers in the attic was a horror story anyway <laughs> i mean flowers are pretty and to grow them in an attic i mean that's a damn miracle if i had flowers growing in the attic i'd trademark that incest is best only good things rhyme to be fair, we all co-signed Clueless, okay? We all were fine with Clueless. <laughs> so they joke about that, and then they tell us that they are members of the Mormon Church, and secularly, we're known as Mormons. And we believe we're living in the last days, and we believe in self-reliance. I was like, wow, this is real apocalypto shit here. It's like I know. the apocalypse with, like, legging zombies. <laughs> We're in the last days, so why not get into leggings, right? Why not, like, why not be comfortable, am I right? Listen, if the rapture's going to happen, at least be comfy in some leggings, right? <laughs> listen, you gotta have you got to have lots of patterns. That way Jesus knows to take you up to heaven. What's rapture without a good rap? And Pejminas <laughs> by Luna Row coming soon. <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, so Deanne's father was born in Provo, Utah, and her ancestors were candy makers, um, which it's kind of funny. That's a funny phrase to say. I feel like when people talk about ancestors, you say my ancestors were from like 400 years ago. I don't think like, I don't think of my ancestors as like candy makers or whatever, but their dream was to start a catering business, um, which led us to believe we could do anything. Which is, you know, like good for caterers for inspiring that kind of awe in a child, <laughs> you know, like, like I want to, I want to do anything in the world, even starting a catering business. Yeah, even cooking things. <laughs> um, yeah, and we, we, what we've learned from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is that when you are from Utah, we have to see clips of people coming over in wagons. Okay. Yeah. So we see a lot of wagons and stuff, candy wagons, I'm guessing. And um, <laughs> she says that she has a twin, and her name is Diane. And Mark goes, Did you catch that? Deanne and Diane. And she goes, Yeah, my mother wasn't very creative. And my last name was Startup. And my dad would always say, It's like you start up your car. And it is. That's, that is how it is. <laughs> Deanne Startup. So, um, yeah, because she was uh, the 10th child of 11, by the way, we should mention. So there's just a lot of a lot of Christmas gifts. A lot of Christmas gifts. That's for what Dan. I think, too. Yeah, that's what I think. You need a part-time job just to go to Christmas every year. <laughs> I know. So Mark, meanwhile, had a middle-class childhood. and uh, he, But he said he never considered having a job because it wasn't for him to answer to anyone else. And he goes, there's nothing worse than being flat broke. You know, I, I guess, oh, his dad, his dad was talking to someone. His dad, his dad off, someone offered his dad a job at a mine. And the guy said, there's nothing worse than being flat broke. And that the only thing that's worse than being flat broke is knowing I'll be making $420 a week for the rest of my life. And then Mark just starts to cry because it's an emotional, emotional memory. Because he's him. so rich. <laughs> and um, Dee starts talking about how her mom was always working 
And one day she came home with a suitcase of money and she's like, kids, I got a surprise. And then she just started raining money down on their heads. And I, my question is how many strippers came out of there? Uh, that's okay. what I was going to say. Like, so she reenacted a scene from Indecent Proposal. Great. <laughs> so then we skip to 1988 and she's gotten married and pregnant real quick. And she always would go to Rodeo Drive and wanted to get her kids those and then she was at a swamp meet and yeah. she saw all these dresses that were really cheap and she was noticing they were the same dresses that she was seeing in all these fancy stores they just were you know in a parking lot yeah and and that's kind of her vibe she loves a, a parking lot fashion moment so she basically bought them and then um she started uh she decided that she was going to throw a party for the guy who was making all these parking lot dresses. And he, she's like, I'm going to have a party and then the girls are going to come and they're going to buy the dresses, you know, and I'll get a cut. Right. So she started throwing dress parties and, um, you know, and she's like, you know, the, the dollar signs of excitement were start, starting to happen. And she started thinking, I can do this. We can do after school dress parties. So she starts doing all these dress parties in Arizona and Utah and Vegas, which, you know, like, I feel like that really tracks for Deanne. Like, you look at Deanne and you're like, this is someone who likes to throw parties in Arizona, Utah, and Vegas. Right. Well, it's just the the uh, the gumption, right? Mm. Like, for somebody to be like, wow, I can sell these better. I'm going to have parties. And then I'm going to have parties in other states. And this was before Craigslist. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, she literally had to, like, find the newspaper people, take out an ad, you know, like... Whatever we say about her in the future, right now I'm just thinking kind of a badass. Although there is part of me that's like, wait, something's being left out here. Because her whole personality is very salesy, right? Like, right. And then I saw some cheap dresses and I said, let's have parties. Well, you learned that from Amway. At that time, right. you would learn that from Amway. So I thought it was weird that she was leaving all that stuff out. Because later she says that her parents were in Amway when she's being questioned in the deposition. And I'm like, why is that some weird secret? You know, like, mm -hmm. I don't need you to be the Benjamin Frank. Who, who invented the light bulb? Not Benjamin Frank. You know, Thomas I don't need Edison. you to be the inventor of it. I don't know. It just felt like there was stuff missing. Mm, yeah. So she said she did that for 27 years. And then one day... Her daughter said, could you make me a maxi dress? It was the Alexis Bellino moment, as I call it. And Deanne was like, next thing I know, I'm making skirts. And I decided to mix my, my maxi dresses with the dress party. And so then I started selling maxi skirts. So she then starts selling all these maxi skirts, you know, which I, I love that. Like rising to prominence on the heels yeah. of maxi skirts, right? Like that's how you do it. That's the American dream right there. Ride that maxi skirt to the bank. Hell yeah, girl. And then they started filling up all the bedrooms. And then they started filling up their storage units. And she would call Mark and just say, just go downtown and get whatever fabric you see that's cheap. And so he would go and just get whatever really he could find, I guess, in the garment district. And come home with any cheap stuff. And they just they just sew stuff in the craziest patterns. And everyone's like, oh my god, I love the craziness of it. Yeah, and actually one thing I thought was really cool is that he said that because it was it was just like whatever he would find, you never really knew if that dress would ever be back because you never knew if that, fa that fabric would be back. So it created this urgency that you had to get this dress because if you didn't, you might not ever see it again, which I thought was like, that's actually really cool. That's really, really smart. It's time for a commercial. 
It's time for a Crappens commercial. So then in 2012, Dee met a girl named Brittany in Utah. And Brittany had heard the buzz. And so she called and she's like, what are these maxi dresses you're doing, you crazy nut? Show them to me. Drive your van. I'll meet you on the side of the freeway. So they did it. And uh, right there in the shoulder of the freeway or wherever yeah. she was, Brittany just dove into that van. And, and they have like um, a picture of a lady. I think they like recreated this moment. They have a picture just sort of like you only see her legs poking out the back of, of a van. <laughs> I was like, thanks for the illustration documentary. <laughs> I wasn't sure exactly what it would look like. Well, you never know. D could have been standing out there with an actual That's camera true. being like, That's oh, true. my God, this girl really dove into the van. <laughs> That's true. D probably did do that. Never. I take it all back. Um, yeah, so Doesn't that um, sound like her just like I'm gonna show this lady some some maxi skirts. I can't wait to take a picture of her reaction. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, serial killers should probably take some notes like, oh, so this is how I get her in the trunk of my car. Got it, put a bunch of maxi skirts. Yeah. And D does this acting dumb thing through the whole thing, which is kind of ridiculous because you can't be dumb. And get Mm -hmm. to this level, you know? So she does this dumb act. And she's like, you know, I I called Mark and I said, what can I do to make this valuable to her? And he did the math in his head. And then he said, if you sell it and she sells it for double that price, then she makes double. And then I said, Brittany, you're going to buy it for this much and you're going to sell it for this much. And then she did the math in her head. And it was, I mean, Dee is so impressed with people who can double things in their head. She loves, she loves um, squaring things, right? <laughs> she loves that. No, that's quadrupling things. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess doubling things is the same as squaring things if you're going from the base of two, right? So I guess <laughs> she, I would say you're right. She doesn't, she's not a square. She's a doubler. She loves a multiple of two. So, um, uh, so now we see number of retailers. One. So 2013, uh, Mark and Deanne officially form Lula Rowe, and it's named after their first three granddaughters, Lucy, Lola, and Monroe. And, um, and he, Mark tells us that when we stopped saying, how do I get what I need? And the conversation was, how do we help others make money? That's when the business started. That's where the growth came from. That's when we became what the world refers to as network marketing i'm like okay no you still wanted the money for yourself please don't act like this is for you're trying to do it for everyone else all right so then we get the journalist we meet a journalist who explains jill jill the journalist who explains this but i i would think because she's a journalist that she's anti this but she seems very into this as well and she also has that kind of creepy culty attitude about her as as time goes on, like she smiles kind of weird in the camera. Mm. So I'm not really sure what her deal is too, but she explains MLMs. And then um, the anti MLM Tim Cook guy is like, well, officially it's income for selling products, skincare, anti-aging. So, you know, we're basically learning about all of these things. Yeah. His name is Robert Fitzpatrick. This is where we learn his name. You know what this documentary really could have used that awesome lady who was in all the cult documentaries from 2020. I forgot her name. But like literally every cult documentary, they they bring in this one lady who is like the cult expert who's like, okay, I'll be telling you something about cults, okay? <laughs> they program your brain and then they take over, okay? That's the real deal. Oh, so I was wrong about her Amway experience. Oh, yes. 
Yes. No, I wasn't wrong. Okay, so there, we're back to the deposition, and the producers ask when Mark learned what an MLM was, and he's doing his angry, silent paperclip thing now, where he's like, mm-hmm. I'll answer this with a big paperclip and make you wait. And they're <laughs> like, well, he says, maybe 1982. My parents were Amway people. And then they're like, D, you? And she's like, um, well, I tried Amway. So they're She's being real fishy about this Amway thing. I guess she's trying to play dumb, like she had no idea what an MLM was or something. Yeah, and then we learn a little bit more about MLMs. You know, we learn about Neutralite uh, was the first one, which then started Amway. And now, like, nowadays we have things like Herbalife and Arbonne and, you know, Not For Lazy Moms, things like that. Yeah. So then we go to Tacoma and we're meeting Ashley. And she's getting her makeup on. She's real spitfire, this Ashley. She's like, do I look good? Because I'm still single. So if I'm going to be commemorated, I better be looking gorgeous. Okay. I started in 2013. I was the third retailer. Uh, So we find out that she was born in Hawaii. Her husband's in the army. Um, She saw a friend of a friend wearing a maxi on Instagram and just had to have it. Where do I purchase one of those darling skirts? We see that on screen, and I hope, I God, I really hope for Ashley's sake that that was not her comment to the friend. But <laughs> poor Ashley, poor Ashley, that she was like, you know, at that place in her life where she was like, I must have that maxi. I am going to message a stranger about her maxi skirt because I must have it right now. Yeah. Although I guess we've all sort of been in that position at some point in our life. We've all we've all been there, but I just feel bad for Ashley that. We've all we've all been there, but I just feel bad for Ashley that that for her it was. I guess I don't know. I think I'm just projecting my own issues onto Ashley. So never mind. <laughs> You're starting to list all I'm the like, things that you've I'm like, contacted I have... people about on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, wait oh, a second. I probably <laughs> message people about maxi skirts myself. She's like, well, I couldn't find a way to purchase online, so I called Deanne. Now there's a girl with guess what the word's going to be? Gumption as well. Going to go with gumption. She's... That was a woman on a mission. I mean, like, she didn't just see a maxi skirt and be like, oh, that's cute. She, like, tracked down. She messaged a friend of a friend. And then the friend's like, oh, yeah, it's something Luro. And then she tracked down the CEO of the company to get that maxi skirt. Gumption. That reminds me. Okay, gumption. your breath that, smells good. That's because you're, you're chewing on so much gumption. Okay. You know what? It reminds me of when I was in high school and I decided I really wanted a beanbag chair. And I didn't know where to get them. So um, I called up, I think I've told this story before, but I called up Ethan Allen and um, cause, which is funny cause you would never get a beanbag <laughs> chair from Ethan Allen, but I called up Ethan Allen and I was like, hi, um, do you have any beanbag chairs? And they were like, you've reached the corporate headquarters. I actually called Ethan Allen corporate to find out about beanbag chairs. So I guess in many ways I have been an Ashley myself. Yeah, just a really unsuccessful. <laughs> I wasn't able to get the CEO level, but I did get to corporate um, with a really myopic question about beanbag chairs. Oh my gosh! So yeah, well, also she mentioned that she was pregnant. So you know, she sees something that looks that comfortable, and she's like, she'll do whatever she can, right? She's like, I don't <laughs> yeah. just get it to me. So Deanne you know, got her on the phone and she said, well, I told her there's no better opportunity than the one you're about to get. And she's like, well, yeah, but I'm just out of college and I'm pregnant. She's like, sounds good to me. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to come and help. And I hope you jump into the back of my car until I can only see your feet. Cause I need a good picture for my wall, honey. <laughs> yeah. So Deanne actually flew to Tacoma 
and taught Ashley how to like fold the maxi dresses and, and package them so people could see the patterns. I mean, I actually honestly would be freaked out if I called up and I was like, hey, I saw one of your maxi dresses online. How do I get it? Well, I'll tell you how to get it. I'm going to fly to your house. I'm going to fly right to your house and give it to you and then you can sell them for me. I'd be like, whoa, chill, bitch. Yeah, but that's why she's successful, right? So she's yeah. like, oh, I taught him all sorts of things. I taught him how to have music playing because it has to be upbeat. And I would tell him no refreshments because these girls are always on a diet anyway. <laughs> yeah, and the goal was to make new money and make contacts. So now we meet Lindsay Wheeler. And um, Lindsay called one day to ask about joining the company. And Deanne was like, um, she just says how there were more retailers that were like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I, I don't know. What is <laughs> Why do we learn about Lindsay Wheeler? Does she ever come back? Is there any? Why? Why are we yeah, talking yeah. about Lindsay Wheeler? Yeah, because we're meeting them all now, and right now it just seems like, oh, you know, it's like a bunch of moms who, who are telling their stories. But then we find out that some of them went against the company later. Like we start getting hints at, in this of mm. who's turning against the company, and basically like who's who's the who's siding with the opposition in this documentary. So right now we yeah. don't really know, but we just start seeing numbers fly up on the screen because it starts spreading like wildfire right so all these people want to do it and these you know these good old saying you give us 10 bucks you sell them for 20 and then ashley says well look it's not rocket science it's pretty easy math dublin god did you double that in your head right now because that is something <laughs> you know, was, I nearly, I, you could have knocked me over with a feather the other day when I walked into the supermarket and it turns out there was something called double mint gum. I mean, that's <laughs> just speaking to my soul. I said, Mark, did you do that gum in your head? <laughs> um, so, so then, um, uh, the journalist Jill is talking about how she came across it on Facebook from one of her friends. And she's like, you know, thanks to social media, I could spy on these idiots and see what they're doing. And it was promising women that if they invest enough time and effort and energy and money, you can get a great payout. Now, look, I know that this this is supposed to be some evil company just from what I've read on Facebook, Colty or whatever people are calling it. So far, I have to say, not seeing anything wrong. Yeah, so, so far, so good for us. So, so far, far so like, a pretty in, like a pretty intrepid uh, thing and, you know, like right patterns it's exciting right Ooh, so, I can't so wait far for so it to good get it, evil i can't wait for yeah, it to get evil it's not it's not quite evil yet yeah so then we see a promo video of someone saying i went and did this party and came home and i handed doug 300 in cash and he was like what's this and i was like this is just what i earned selling 30 skirts at this skirt party and we looked at each other and we thought this is something we might want to look into just because it could change our trajectory financially yes um Things that happened in... Okay, because this was a huge year, okay? So let me tell you what happened in 2024, guys, okay? There was a disappearance of the Malaysian airline jetliner. There was a spread of the Ebola virus. There was unrest in the Ukraine and Israel. Um, let me tell you what else happened, okay? Lou LaRoe added leggings! Yeah! <laughs> suck it, Ebola! Suck it! <laughs> <laughs> leggings that was a big turning point so now we meet lauren covey carson who looks exactly like someone named lauren covey carson would and uh she says i didn't know much about the company i was gifted a pair of leggings and they were super comfortable and super soft and i was like these are the best things i've literally ever felt in my life 
Very and sad. Roberta's like, well, I got leggings. And I said, this is amazing. And then Stella says, God, they were buttery soft, stretched, perfectly fitted. Oh, I feel in fucking love. My God, Stella. leggings, right? They, these women were hot for leggings. Now, Stella, <laughs> we know something went bad with Stella because she actually shows up dressed like a mortician. Everyone else is in there, you know, their Lisa Rinna dusters and their soft beige tones. But Stella's like an all like this all all black and all buttoned up. <laughs> it's like Stella Stella got done dirty with this company. That's all I know. <laughs> um, so Dee's on the TV talking about how uh she's basically doing a training video so i think it's a zoom where she's like you just yes. want you to understand how to talk about it let them know they can make money mark do it in your head yeah. two times two <laughs> that's what i'm saying two times two mark and then lauren covey tells us she goes i mean it's just amazing i mean what's the catch i mean and my, my friend said there is no catch you own the inventory and it's like a store in your home there is no catch i'm like uh that is literally the catch. You own the inventory. <laughs> that is the definition of the catch in this situation. Yeah, you've got shit all over your house. Um, you have to so purchase then, that stuff and then sell it in order to get your money. Right. So they're talking about how with normal MLMs, you everybody gets the same thing, right? So somebody's selling diet shakes, everybody's selling the same diet shakes. But these, because they were getting the mat different material for everything, everybody had different products. So it became this thing where all of the retailers had to call each other and become kind of friends in a way. Because they'd say, okay, I don't have that pattern, but, you know, Luann down the street might have them. Yeah. Uh, which I thought, again, I was like, that's actually really cool, you know? So then we see another Deanne video that's like a motivational video, I think, to her retailers. And she's like, you're important. You're very important to Mark and I for all that you do and for getting dressed and showing up. There's a lot of great things happening. And we're the original, the OG. I just learned that. The OG. Have you guys ever heard about that before? OG? It means original. It's original. It's so great. God, I love us. Yeah, and uh, she also does that thing where she talks to you on Zoom, like, with her nose right in the camera hole. Where she's like, yeah. we believe in you. And you're like, whoa, D, back up with the <laughs> nostrils, babe, okay? Do you do you see how many nostrils? How many nostrils do I have? Two. Four. That's right. Don't double that's in a, your head, Mark. <laughs> two nostrils. That's a double of one nostril, okay? <laughs> so then the number climbs to 500. Courtney in Texas. Or something. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. And oh, gosh. This is where we start seeing a lot of the lives. Because anybody who knows anybody who's done any kind of MLM, like, they all get on and they're like, Hey, guys. Hey, okay, hi. Hi, Deanne. Oh, <laughs> hi, Morris. And they just start <laughs> saying things, doing their, you guys, I'm having the best day of my life ever since I got these leggings. Anyone want to hear about them? How is your baby? <laughs> They? Yeah, and so Court when I saw Courtney, I was like, this is a Ronnie Karam impression, like come to life right here. So <laughs> she's like, I started with LuLaRoe in the March of 2015, and within almost a year, I reached the highest status in the company. I was very high up in the food chain per se, and I got married right after college, and we had three children, and one now is like 12 years old now, and then surprise twins. A lot of surprise twins in this movie, by the way. And yeah. so she, basically she says that she started, she joined a twins group on Facebook and that's how she found out about LuLaRoe. Yep. I was in corporate America, rising up those ranks, top of the food chain. I mean, let me tell you something in a food chain filled with corn and potatoes. I was a big Mac. Huge. 
<laughs> and uh, so she decided that she was going to do this LuLaRoe full time. And uh, she's like, in a perfect world, who wouldn't want to be around their kids all day? I was like, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, ma'am. Wow. So, um, so then we see a promo video uh, where it's like, you are beautiful, amazing. You are smart, compassionate confident free we are mothers building a community making a difference through social retail we are LuLaRoe and by the way I don't think Ronnie we've talked about how hideous and terrible the LuLaRoe uh, logo is it's like this strange like it's like this weird photoshop or print shop whatever experimentation where everything kind of looks like a crayon, but kind of like bent around, you know, I was like, what this is, this has to be revised. Well, they did everything themselves. We learned towards the end. So it's like lots of clip art. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very clip arty. Now, you know, I've said this a million times. I'm terrified if I go into work at a place and this is what they say. We're like one big family. Oh God, just fucking kill me. If I wanted to be around my family, I wouldn't be here. Okay, I'd be around my family. Let's not be like my family. How about that? So we find out that they all take all these vacation together. They, we see pictures of them all over the country together doing Lulu events or Lula events or whatever, and big signs that say "Dream big, just keep dreaming big." And um, we get more of her stories about how she had to spend $5,000 and they were struggling and in debt and she Mm. was robbing Peter to pay Paul. And at that point, Peter was like, bitch, I'm broke. So I went to the credit union on my lunch break and asked for a loan. And I came home a day and I told my honey about it. And he said, honey, no company do you have to pay to sign up. And I said, trust me, honey. And now look at me. I got two words for you, honey. Leg. Ings, okay. Do you um, want to be married? Way. Do you want to be married to a kernel of corn or a Big Mac? I said. <laughs> Listen, I'm getting out of this Succotash town, and I'm gonna be something. <laughs> this Succotash town. Do you know, Ronnie? Do you remember when we were in Nashville? The first time we were in Nashville, we went to Opryland, and um, we encountered a bunch of people who were part of an MLM that were there on like an MLM retreat. Do you, Yes. Could you imagine? Was that? Do you think that was Lula Rowe? Could have been. It could have been. I mean, we've seen a lot of those actually traveling, and they are very similar. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> like we were. We actually like. I don't. I. I feel like we didn't really appreciate this moment enough that we crashed an MLM party. Like we that's sure basically did what happened. With Jenna. They were, yeah. Yeah, they were having a party at Opryland at a bar, and we. Walked in and just like, and I think we actually did. We even sit at a table with some of them and ask them like. We at one point, them. yeah, we were, we were talking to wasted. them. At one point, yeah, we were we were wasting. I wonder if it's on we our were story. Talking, we were talking to one of them at the bar, and he was like giving us some spiel about like you know how our success is all in in us, and like he started giving us the whole spiel, and we were like, uh, "Are you a salesperson, sir?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I wouldn't call it sales. Really, it's more bringing to the people, uh, you know, bringing happiness to the people." We ha- I did our, one our... of these for air filters when I was younger. I think I told oh, you about it. And I got yes, talked into going to like a civic center that I had to, it was like a road trip. And we had to go to this rented 
civic center place and it was the craziest shit i've ever sat through with people like crying and the lady up on the stage was like i missed my sister's wedding to come to one of these and that is what you call commitment and then they showed on the big megatron screen this lady getting out of a limo and you know living her best life because she's she had so many people selling water filters for her <laughs> <laughs> that water filter lifestyle. I'm going to, after this, I'm going to look on our Instagram because uh, one of the highlights that we saved was about our trip to Opryland. Like we, like all those stories when we were just like walking through there trying to figure out what was going on in this place. So I my fingers are crossed that we have some of that MLM on that, on that flashback or that highlight because that would make me very happy. So now we see um, a bunch of video clips of people at these events and mm-hmm. um, Mark's telling us how he's just doing it for the moms. He's just doing yeah. it for the moms. And we see a lady crying, giving a testimonial, saying, I'm just so blessed to be a part of this. Just remember, you're never alone. And I just thought, you poor damn thing. Look at yourself. You are literally alone in your closet. (laughs) 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 Talking into the void. You poor thing. And then a lady with crazy fuzzball earrings. Who's like, this is a sisterhood. And that's why I'm here. Because it's the sisterhood of leggings. It's literally um, a sisterhood of traveling pants. Just wanted to point that out. Fuzzy fuzzy earrings. It is literally that. (laughs) Um, And we learned that like uh, people of faith start becoming really attracted to this business. I don't know if we really learn why that is. Maybe it's just because they're Deanne and Mark are already like pretty Mormony, and maybe that like that sort of like came through, or just the the buzz got out. But people of faith start getting drawn to it, and Mark starts telling us we have. This army of women who are smart, passionate, beautiful, funny, educated. They want to do things. And Deanna goes, you're awesome. Here, express all that. Take your creativity, your passion for life. And here's a place that is pure meritocracy in the form of leggings. (laughs) So then we um, meet Kenny, the VP of sales, I think. Um, And he's like, you know. They cry. They asked for our help. They wanted us to be a part of their success. <laughs> Someone asked my dad a strategy. Oh, Kenny's their son. Okay, so we, yeah, because they had, we start they learning had a... that the family took over this business, right? All the family joined this business. Right, because the business was getting too big that they started needing help. And they're like, before they decided to go out to outside consultants, DM was like, wait a second. Let's talk to the kids. And so they, they, had, a, they had a family meeting and they like put out all the... But they, they wrote down, like, on a whiteboard all the positions they needed to be filled and basically asked the kids if they wanted to, you know, take any of those positions. Right. And so Kenny starts crying, and he's like, "They, what did they do? They asked for our help. They wanted us to be part of their success. Someone asked my dad his exit strategy, and he said, death. They don't want to leave a legacy for, for just themselves. They want to give it to everybody. They just want to be absorbed in the blessings. I was like, oh my okay. god, this Relax. fucking so, kid. <laughs> someone get this kid. Take a Xanax. I was like, okay, what 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 there there must be just so little going on in his life that he's crying about this right now. What there there must be just so little going on in his life that he's crying about this right now. 
Yes, and this is when I started to be like, oh, okay, now I see where this is going. Because, like, the one that I went to was just like a big, crazy megachurch, you know? And I'm not criticizing anybody who goes to that or whatever. But when you bring when you bring a newbie into that, it's like, what the hell is going on here? You know, everybody crying and sobbing all over each other. And, you know, it's leggings, okay? Yeah. Ain't Jesus pushing a rock out of the way so he can rise again. We're talking about leggings, people. Yeah. So um, uh, now we meet Sam Schultz, who is Deanne's nephew. And I wrote down this quote. Why did he say this? I have a little hole in my pants. I don't know. He's supposed to be like wacky. So he says yeah, things Yeah, he's like the that, wacky you know? one. He's like, oh, here I am. I'm Sam. I'm super entertaining. I'll be sitting in front of a piano that I most likely <laughs> don't play. But I'll, uh, you got this? <laughs> Do I have any fuzz on my shirt? Okay, I'm the entertaining one. I'm a ham. Got it? Yeah, he's the big ham. He goes, you know, there was always this kind of entertainment social aspect to my family. And they cut to him with like a guy singing Milkshake. My milkshake brings all the girls to the yard. And then just like cuts away. <laughs> because I was quite a showman growing up. And then they show him like holding the last note of Bridge Over Troubled Water in like a weird 80s <laughs> outfit. <laughs> you know, this guy tried out for American Idol several times. Oh, yeah. Several times. Yeah. Um, so he, in 2015, he was hired as events director and he didn't know what to expect, but he knew he wanted to create something exciting because these are people who were in his age group, older millennials. And he says, I would play stuff that's new and cool, but then I'd play stuff like TLC scrubs and they'd go wild. And then it cuts to these ladies just with their arms in the air and their leggings and maxi skirts, just like <laughs> grinding their vaginas to the air while listening to NSYNC. <laughs> It was like Maxi's Maxi dress prom. They were just losing their minds, you know? And Sam was saying how he starts catching on to like what their needs were. And so there was some event where they were going to present Deanne with an award. I always think it's funny when the company that like she starts, like it's her company and the company's going to give her the award. It's like, that seems a little odd. Like she's the boss. And so they're going to give her an award at one of these things. And he's like, so Sam says he wanted a celebrity there who was like straight from everyone's sophomore year. So he, gets Mario Lopez, who's available, and he goes, and way, way under budget, I'd like to add. And so basically Mario was hired to stand at the end of a red carpet and take photos with 300 women, which, by the way, that is very, that's a lot of people to take photos with. So my hat is off to Mario Lopez for But isn't that. it funny? Because this is, I guess, bet- before Mario Lopez became kind of the current Mario Lopez, who's hosting everything and everywhere all the time. I yeah. just think it's funny that Mario Lopez was still a goddamn thirst bomb. It's like he just never stopped. It's like he. I think he was anything. hosting extra. I think he was hosting oh, extra really? at the time. Yeah, I think this was during peak Mario Lopez time. Oh wait, what year is? You're right because this is what he said, 2015. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this was the current Mario Lopez. Yeah. Um. Sorry, sorry, Mario Lopez aficionados. I know you're pissed right now, <laughs> but we're gonna get through this. I mean, I would take a picture of Mario Lopez now. I mean, he's adorable. It's supposed to be a total dirtbag, but adorable regardless. Yeah. So he's like, listen, we're not in the clothing business. We're in the people business. Oh, just just drown. Like, stop. <laughs> stop talking like that, sir. Yeah, you're in the clothing business. You actually are. Because, by the way, don't say you're in the people business because then everyone's in the people business. Okay? Because no everyone kidding. has customers. Especially with all this QAnon stuff going on all over the place. Okay? People already think we're shipping children through the Z Gallery or whatever the fuck that scandal was. Okay? Don't say yeah. you're in the people business. 
<laughs> so now we start seeing so apparently after that that video that uh, event with Mario Lopez everyone shared it on Facebook and then like the moms really the moms who weren't involved with Lula were like shit I missed out on Mario Lopez I am getting involved and so they had like 11,000 signups and uh, we start seeing a montage of everyone's Facebook lives and we see this, this one mom she's like she, she goes hey 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 this is Mama Donna. Let me tell you about leggings today. Hey, girl. Hey. I'm like, oh my God, Mama Donna. <laughs> All of these were just so cringe, right? So um, cringe. And poor things, you know, because they're like out there doing their thing, but we just all know these videos, you know? Yeah. I have a we friend all who's, know them. We just all know these videos. So then uh, Mark is telling us that it's like a grenade exploding. And Sam, who's Sam? That's the nephew. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's like flying a plane while you're still building the plane and you don't know how the plane works and you're not a pilot. And you also have vertigo and you don't know what the sky is. (laughs) And you're not even born yet. It's like, okay, Sam, we get it. (laughs) Yeah, we get it. We get it. it We get the metaphor. It's a corporate tornado for sure. And you don't know what a tornado is like until you're inside a tornado. Looking at the eyes of tornado. I'm like, both of these, why are you picking the most dangerous situation? Well, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's like a corporate yogurt. And you open it up and you're lactose intolerant. And you don't even know how to hold a spoon. And on top of that, the yogurt's gone bad. And it turns out it's orange juice in the first place. It's like, okay, Sam, we got it. And then Mark is telling the deposition people, he's like, this is the greatest psychological experiment on earth. Everyone gets a box of stuff. But what did you do with that box of stuff? Sounds like it's sounds like the premise for like a new Saw movie or something like that. Like everyone gets a box. <laughs> uh, by the way, also in 2016, they made 70 million dollars. That is crazy. legitimately crazy. Legit really 70 is. million dollars. Oh, wow. That is so, cray cray. Um, and then it basically all the episode kind of comes to an end with Roberta. We're back to Roberta saying it seemed too good to be true. And it it was. was. Nailed it. Nailed it. And then we see some stretch material being stretched too far and fraying apart. Yeah. And that was the end of the first episode. So we're going to watch the other three and see what happens. I'm excited to find out what goes wrong. I mean, I I think basically just that teaser of the leggings coming apart is is a pretty good idea of what's, what's in store for us. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, love the show. Gonna watch the rest. We probably won't do full recaps of the rest. We'll probably just watch it and talk about it. Yeah. Um, because Bravo's gonna be full up here in a couple of weeks, people. But we do have uh, other really fun stuff coming up. This week's bonus episode is going to be a character breakdown for the new Great British Bake Off. We're gonna go through all of their bios and laugh at people we don't know. For no reason. Yeah. What do you think about that? Our favorite. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we'll be doing that. We sure love you guys. Thanks for being with us this week. And always, we couldn't do this without you. We love you. <laughs> hi, girl. Hi. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni. She don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. 
She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels! Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no Trickolus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no last namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We're letting the catlet out of the bag. It's Lily Catlet. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get Racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking violet Kuchar. We love you guys.